welcome to Crent Fresh, the show about new products and new things. My name is Ian Sheriff, and I am the host, the humble host of this podcast. And to my right is the man that needs no introduction, but will still introduce himself. Hey, it's me. It's Alex. It's Bob Mike. I'm back from doing my uh, important research for the show. Yeah, it was, um, I'm happy that you uh, you put your head down and you studied for it. I did. And you'll, you'll pass because you studied. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, you'll define. I believe in you. That's really what the message I'm trying to bring here to this podcast. Uh, and uh, who's, that, who's this other guy <laughs> speaking that we don't <laughs> remember? <laughs> Who? What? Where is he? I don't know. He might have left already. But anyways, you got a Hanko over here. Um, I'm drinking uh, Modelo beer. Uh, you know, it's always Modelo time. Yeah, but um, we some, need to stop advertising for drinks on this. Dude, this I'm, just, a, this I'm so a, susceptible to memes. <laughs> this is a podcast about new products <laughs> and old products, I suppose. Really, just products in general. I'm drinking, yeah, but they're usually bad. We I'm can't. drinking Fix Hellas. <laughs> Fix and Hellas. Um, but Mike got the Stella Artorius over there. I don't even like We got all three, three flavors of beers. <laughs> that was a really good catch. Yeah. Have you developed, like, some sort of, like, throwing and catching skills in your time off the podcast for a week? Yeah, yeah. I've developed um, spider senses. Um, I, I can't allow any liquid in the room to be spilled. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I hope that you uh, web up this, this beer when I tip it off the table. Uh, Hank, is anything going on with you? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, this guy, he got a little bit of new stuff. Uh, I went, um, been bowling. Oh, yeah, I never really expected it to be so hard just to roll a ball in a straight line, but like, fuck, I'm so bad at it. Holy shit. Yeah. Are you 10 pin bowling? Like, big ball? Yeah, uh, no, tiny ball, because oh. they were all out of big balls. Really? No big balls left. So, for those of you that don't know, candle pin is like a New England favorite where we bowl this teeny tiny ski it's ball so small. at these very thin pins. Uh, named after the Puritan, um, uh, Joseph Candlepin. Yep. <laughs> He's also known for his uh, soup, too. Yeah, Candlepin soup. soup. <laughs> a New England favorite. <laughs> Candlepin chowder. So, like, have you bowled a strike in Candlepin? No, I thought I was going to, but, like, I, I got really, really good at hitting the last pin on the left. That one pin. I love that movie. Uh, the last pin on the left. <laughs> That's the only one I could hit. All throughout the night, I was just like fucking amazing. I, I could hit that pin every time, but nothing else. No, no other pin. Every every round, I would only score one point because I would just only hit that <laughs> oh, pin. Wow. Like, were you with your coworkers? Yeah, or? it was me and my buddies. You know, we're just like basically at an adult Chuck E. Cheese and they had bowling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got some gin and tonics, got some... Uh, some other drink that I can't remember the name of. It wasn't the Corpse Survivor 2, because yeah. I remember that. Okay, I need to clarify. When you were saying that, were you saying a Corpse Survivor 2 or a Corpse Survivor as well? No, a Corpse Survivor 2. Like, okay. it's the second It's the Damn. second version of like, the Corpse Survivor. Okay. All right, pay up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's two more dollars. Fine. Yes, I think as I get older, I see more and more adult Chuck E. Cheese type operations for what There's they so are. There's so many. It's like if you go to a bar and they have cornhole, that's basically Chuck E. Cheese for adults. <laughs> yeah. Um, every time you go to a bar and you see one of those people in like a brightly colored mascot outfit, um, you know, that's basically Chuck E. Cheese. You know, Charles Entertainment Cheese. He's literally there. Like that's where he goes in his off time. My enemy, Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> was I the only one who was scared of the animatronics there? No, they were, they were pretty terrifying. Valley. I did really like them, though. 
they, they do like a cool thing with the guitars sometimes where like they would make his arm go all the way around which I thought was interesting. Yeah, dude, he fucking shreds, dude. It's just I always believe there were real humans hiding inside those corpses. Well, you know the Italian one? Do you remember the Italian one? There's one he was like a chef. Yeah, he was a pizza chef. That guy scared the shit out of me, and I don't know why. <laughs> he used Not to like, like the big purple blob. No, like, <laughs> that guy was grimace. Oh yeah, wasn't there a purple blob? I get confused. The no, McDonald's no, characters in the the, the hamburger. Honestly, the McDonald's characters and the Chuck E. Cheese characters have like collided kind, in my brain. No, it's kind of like how Grover is very similar to Gonzo. Oh, they kind yeah. of like almost bleed into each other. It's this very kind of uh, Mandela effect type thing. All right. Like, well, the one character that really, I guess he's like the Swedish chef. But yeah, like, yeah, very true. But this pizza guy, he had this gross like mustache, and I remember that being like his biggest feature. It was the biggest thing on his face. But his robot used to turn its head slowly from side to side and blink like <laughs> off, like not in sync with his head movements, and it used to freak me the hell out. Did he, I think he played saxophone. Dude, I can totally imagine the mustache yeah, chef playing the saxophone. Oh, wait, no, he played accordion, I think. That seemed more terrifying. You actually God. made Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. <laughs> from the childhood fear. I'm sure I did. One Night at Chucky's, more like. <laughs> one, just only took one night at Chucky's. Well, uh, I had kind of an interesting uh, week. Very stressful at work, very high oh stress. Oh, boy. High strong. And uh, I found out, so, you know, you know when people say, like, oh, it'll come back to haunt you? Like when you do something stupid. Yeah. Mm. So I had gone to a, uh, a site where we were going to build something and I had taken a lot of pictures and I took a lot of artsy pictures <laughs> instead of taking like <laughs> pictures of things that I was supposed to take pictures of. So like the whole time me and my coworkers are, are talking about what we're going to do for this project. It's like we have to keep thumbing through these like pictures of like colorful flowers and things that I was taking instead of <laughs> site pictures. So the whole no week sky. I've just been like, they're like everyone's been skipping through my pictures, so it's kind of, kind of upsetting. I wish people would kind of like dwell. Appreciate. And, yeah. Look at my flowers. Look at my macrame. There was some macrame on a bridge. I took a picture <laughs> of the macrame. Ah, it's just a, just a tragedy. Maybe I should be an artist. Yeah. Um, a podcast artist. <laughs> you're you're a podcast artist for at least one podcast. Yeah. Potentially two. <laughs> <laughs> Like what would our spinoff be called? Um, it would be Crent Stale. Yeah, Crent Stale. Crent and Stale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, old news. That thing that exists. Like Dead Horse News. <laughs> yeah, Dead Horse News. All right, I think I'm gonna move us into the next segment, new friends. And uh, Alex, you got any new friends for us this week? Um, I do have a new friend for us. Um, so another international new friend. Um, I I, I wish I could properly pronounce his name for sure, but uh. At high by Ponzai on um, Twitter. So this is a, a gentleman. He self-describes as just an ordinary um, rural man from China. And he does sorts of like drinking challenge videos on the internet. But it's not like, um, I don't know. It's not like incredibly like performative or anything. He's not like, oh, I'm going to kick back like 18 beers right here. There's like, uh, there's an art to it. He's more artistic than Shoe Nice is, I will say that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's oh, less yeah, about the sure. challenge and more about, like, sort of the aesthetic. Um, so, like, you know, <laughs> there's... <laughs> the aesthetic of dropping an egg into a yeah. beer. <laughs> We're the aesthetic of dropping beer, <laughs> dropping eggs into, like, uh, alcohols that are green, um, yeah, like, he's... very slimy colored. Um, I, did des- I did describe him earlier as, um, he's like, how to basic meets Shoe Nice. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, ah, the thing is, he's, he's much more organized. He's yeah. a great guy. He doesn't speak any English, so he's only been sort of uh, able to correspond with us over in, here in the West via the translate function on Twitter, which is awful. <laughs> um, anybody who follows anybody uh, <laughs> from another country on Twitter can attest to that. Um, so yeah, this is like from a recent post. Um, it's my greatest pleasure to watch your comments every day recently. Although I use translation software to watch, there's still many comments that can't be translated, which doesn't affect my love for you. All my <laughs> videos are within my ability. Thank you for your support. So, you know, he's a very nice guy. To really get a feel for where he's coming from, you, you just got to go watch the videos. They're, the best one is the one where he, he drops an egg into this big canister. He drops a bunch of different, like, colored liquors... Um, he just shoots back a beer very aggressively and like pours it in there. He does this crazy beer tornado trick. <laughs> oh, yeah, the beer nado! He has like, a flare. That's what. Yeah, it's like those um, yeah, that science project where you tape the two two liter bottles together and you swirl them up and it creates that suction. Except he does it with a beer and he, it's so weird how he keeps the suds in the beer. Like he puts his thumb over the top. It's, there's, it's definitely a trick. Yeah. So this this guy's an artist. Give him a follow. He's a nice guy. A true professional. I think his name is Hei Bei. Was it Hei Bei Pong Zai? So yeah, if, hey you, if you're trying to find him, at H-E-I-B-E-I-P-A-N-G-Z-A-I. All one word, no caps. Um, an- another element, um, he is definitely inspired by Western culture. Like he wears, uh, you can see him in a shirt with like English on there. He... He has uh, Chinese or uh, Korean or Japanese. It's hard to tell as an English listener. Some sort of um, butt rock variant in yep. the background or, or EDM. So, you know, he, he's just kind of like, he's just like any of us listening to butt rock and EDM. He listens to like some hard bass, I think, <laughs> yeah. is the genre. You know, so he, he just, he cracks an egg. He's got hard bass thumping in the background of his wine cellar. As opposed and, to soft bass. Yeah. And he's our new friend, so a uh, high vibe Pongzai. Yeah, definitely give that guy a follow. Hank, you got a new friend for us this week? So my new friend, he's this man from Oregon, and he's been having a pretty uh, uh, particular problem. <laughs> so he has these cows. They're these uh, they're these prize bulls of his. Oh, bulls. Yeah, they're like the they're like the dudes that like fuck all the other cows to make more cows, <laughs> and they're really the expensive. Farmers? They're like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> they're wicked expensive though. But anyways, like he's recently been having this problem where his bulls would have all the blood sucked out of them and their nuts and balls chopped off. Mm. Oh, and is this this is uh, something oh, this is that a follow up from last week. No, not last week. I think a lot earlier when we were talking about the uh, Scooby Doo. Um, Wait, no, 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 no. We've talked about aliens many times on this show. That's what he thinks it is. He's not <laughs> ruling it out. What do you think it is? So I have a theory that it's actually just vampires. They're pretty hungry. And, like, if you're going to take yeah, any Occam's blood... Yeah, Razor, right? Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> no, like, really, if you're going to take any blood, it's going to be all this, like, fucking fancy-ass cow. Like, it's a bull. It's worth six, six fucking thousand dollars. And it's got a lot of blood, you know? You drink all that, and you'll be good for a day. But they've been kind of wondering. They're like, hey, it's like out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And this is a 2,000-pound so bull. they're getting their blood drained like without any big like lacerations or anything? No, like, and the lacerations they do have from their f- balls being chopped clean right off, 
It's like so, even more precise than surgery. So it's like clearly, we, we know what the aggressors are seeking, and it... Yeah, they want those testicles. They want the ball. Yeah, they even take a, a uterus sometimes too. <laughs> oh yeah, for the uh, female cows. Yeah, we're slapping our knees <laughs> so hard right now. Goddamn biology major. <laughs> but um, yeah, basically he's put out a twenty-five thousand uh, dollar bounty. You know, if anyone can figure out, it's him who's been stealing these cows' bloods. He did it. Has it been the man? Those cows are insured. You realize, right? If they're very expensive, they're insured, which means he's just bleeding them out. Dude, you should like they included <laughs> they included a picture of one of the cows. I wanna I just wanna like show it around a little bit. It looks like somebody just put a blanket over a bunch of trash. Like it's not even a cow really. Yeah, I mean There's a lot of blood in really there. Just a you bad know, like photograph. where did it all go? Somebody's just really hungry. I mean it looks like a dead animal. <laughs> it doesn't really look like it's been like bled out by a vampire. <laughs> I don't know. That looks yeah, from my knowledge, that looks much different from that. Yeah, I'm going to take the pragmatist's approach and say that that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then not give you any reasons, but, you know. No, but yeah. that, it would be a very Scooby-Doo if this was just an insurance fraud. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, been happening for 40 years, though, since the 80s. Yeah, this sounds like an insurance fraud scheme. It sounds like people come in from, like, around, and they just, like, kidnap a cow, and then they castrate it, and then it just they don't do it right. It's a government psyop. They're they're making the they're making the cows balls gay. <laughs> I'm sure they are. But yeah, that's that's my new friend. He's he's very worried about his prized bulls. Who's this guy again? Balls. What's his name? Uh, I think it's Terrence Clarence. <laughs> what? Yeah, where's we're... <laughs> Terrence Clarence? <laughs> Is like that his... really his name? I like this so far. Where's Terrence Clarence from? Uh... Paris. <laughs> Terrence Clarence's parents is from Harney <laughs> County Sheriff Department. No, the Harney Carney Sheriff <laughs> Terrence Clarence from Harney <laughs> Carney? Come on, dude. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> You're a reporter. This is I, I put us in the news category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like he's my new friend. He's very worried. We are in the news category, if that's where you're wondering where this podcast goes. <laughs> I also put us in business marketing. <laughs> I figure it's about as close as it gets. Yeah, we're marketing products like Terrence Clarence. Like the, yeah, the, def- the, definitely buy Terrence Clarence. <laughs> Winnie Kitty Castle. <laughs> so I, I got a new friend for us this week. It's uh, the winner of Fat Bear Week 2019. So, uh, just want everyone to know that Holly did win the Fattest Brown Bear in Katmai National Park uh, Award. <laughs> yeah. America has chosen. You t- you texted your choice to 20303. And yeah. America's we- Fattest <laughs> I voted for Shakizi, but... Shakizi? Hell yeah. That's a dope name. Yeah. So, over the past week, uh, this was actually a story from October 9th. So, not super current, but still it's current enough. It's pretty it's current. like last, last week. Well, more than last week, but, you know. Slightly. So, over the past week, employees of Katmai National Park have been asking people to vote, March Madness style, on which bear has grown the fattest over the summer. Wow, I was joking, but that's kind of true, I guess. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, the park posted picture matchups of bear pairs on its Facebook page, and the public got to choose the fattest with their likes. So, uh, this contest actually began uh, in 2014, which is an awesome year to begin something. Okay. That really is the beginning now, of all I, years. I have a problem with this already because it, it's not saying, like, who's your favorite fat ca- uh, 
bear. Yeah. It's who, what's the fattest bear? Like, you can't vote for that. Like, take out the tape measure, take out the scale. We're going to figure this shit out. And go like, weigh those bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I do the fucking shaming. science. <laughs> Pull out the test tubes. Run the numbers. The test tubes. Do a titration. Find out yeah, how heavy figure. these bears are. So, uh, the, the, what does it say? Today, a, a day the park calls Fat Bear Tuesday. The contest is over. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. That's a, so good. It's a, a national holiday. Fat Bear Tuesday. The most round bear is named 435 Holly. <laughs> the 435th Holly? There's a lot of Hollies then. And the announcement read, She is fat, she is fabulous, and she is 435 Holly. All hail Holly, whose healthy heft will help her hibernate until the spring. Her Long name live like the directions. queen of corpulence. <laughs> Dude, the corpulent queen. Yeah, the queen of corpulence. That sounds like a great Dark Souls boss. It's like Fat Bear, Queen of Corpulence. Yeah, well, <laughs> you voted for the fattest uh, bear, and the winner is a uh, covetous demon. <laughs> oh, hooray. So, uh... Yeah, the uh, Vox.com article I'm reading also has a slider that shows the uh, before and after of the bear. So here's oh the before. God. So here's the thin bear, and then I will show everyone else. And That's here's, such a fat bear. Here is the large bear. So I'll switch it back. Thin. Large. Damn, yeah. boy. That's a thick-ass boy. <laughs> thick. <laughs> yeah, that, okay, so, uh, so, so the audience knows we're looking at a dummy thick bear. <laughs> that bear definitely could not sneak around. The He's clap chunky. of the bear's ass cheeks would awaken the guards. No, that's like Christian Bale or something like that. Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian Bale ga just gaining that weight for the role. Like, that's commitment. This is a method bear. Yeah. That's just wild. That bear is so fat. That's a, yeah, it's a really fucking fat bear. fucking bear. I wish I could show you guys pictures, but I'm not like Joe Rogan. I don't do a live stream. Yeah. Unfortunately. Just um, trying to picture the that only goes to bear. the uh, ten dollar a month club. There's yeah, no if you're a ten dollar patron, uh, that's where you get the video <laughs> feed. Um, if you're a fifty dollar patron, you get like a bonus video. Yeah, <laughs> you get some of the beer I spilled. Yeah, you can uh, you can clean my apartment for if you're a hundred dollar patron. No, uh, follow us on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we got a segment called New with the Crew, and I actually don't remember what this one was about. Well. This week, oh, oh, new to the crew. Oh, it got invaded by a segment that we call Poppin' Fresh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't keep updated. <laughs> what are we What are we Poppin' Fresh this week? Um, what well, are we Poppin' Fresh this week? There is a new show. Um, Ooh. New show? It's, it's more of sort of like a stream, you know, but it's on um, some station. <laughs> uh, which I would be able to tell you if it was if I was slightly more prepared. But it's uh, from Twitter, Drill or Wint. Oh, um, you know him um, he, from all all of the tweets where he tweets things that like you just you totally remember one. You know where your he, like, mom was just talking about it. Where like he jokes about his ass. Yeah, yeah. And he says like he says like my ass or my. He fat says my ass. ass. Famous from the my ass tweet. Yeah. Um, but he he's got a new show called Truth Point. With an, uh, another internet personality named Derek something. I don't know. Derek Truth. Derek Truth. <laughs> yeah, it's called, it's called Truth Point, where it's like, it's it's a high concept um, TV show. It's pulled straight from the dark web. It looks That's like what a, they claim. It looks like a Larry King Live like parody. It's like someone took Larry King and they made him interview uh, Eric Andre. 
Yeah, but it's it's drill. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very Eric Andre show, but it's staring drill as his the mascot form of himself. Now is he Wint or Drill? Because I I just don't. He's Dwint. No, this this settled it because I was wondering, but when they flash up his title card, it says Drill. He is Drill. I just don't get it. Like, like I get it. I get that he's a comedy Twitter account, but I don't really know how you would spin a comedy Twitter account into a TV show. It looks like a podcast almost. It looks like Larry King Live. Like, if you've ever seen an episode of Larry King Live. But so I think they have an hour-long um, segments when they do hour-long episodes. That's segment. <laughs> That'd be nuts. But still, um, you can catch it. I think they do it on Wednesday nights at midnight. Is it on, like, Adult Swim or something? Like, what is it? It's on some independent I'm going to look network. it up. Yeah, yeah let's we'll... get some information on this. Yeah, let's uh, see what the old Twitter machines up but, to. Yeah, the humor just looks like absolutely It's nonsense. Adult Swim, I knew it. It's a, Okay, it's Adult Swim. But, yeah, it's just... The real appeal of it is that you get to see Drill just dressed in, like, a bobblehead version of his Twitter avi. And it's... He, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. He wears yeah, a very good, silly good. mask. It's really like good. he's about to rob a convenience store or something. So yeah. I just found out that he has a uh, Wikipedia page. Like, like on real Wikipedia, not like some like Twitter wiki like of characters. It's like it says uh, this article is about the Twitter user for the tool. See drill. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like you end up on this page. For the looking... style of music. See. <laughs> it says um, at drill is a pseudonymous Twitter user best known for his idiosyncratic style of absurdist humor and non sequitur. Which sounds a lot like Zippy. Yeah, that doesn't really explain. Is he like the modern well. Zippy? I think he is. He channels a zippy-like energy, where he is just kind of riffing and making wordplay. Yeah, he's. I I think that um, sort of inflates his intentions in a slightly harmful way. He is it, at the heart a shit poster. Yes, but the way he shit posts is, I think he's a very informed shit poster. He's not just shit posting. He's like some of the posts that he writes that people retweet like years later about like politicians and stuff is very interesting. It's yeah. like he's almost psychic or something. I think he's just writing in the moment, and it's like... But he always sees something. He writes from an inspiration. Yeah, he's he's been able to contact some sort of time portal, and he he has the pulse of the moment just, like, feeding through his his Twitter uh, drafts. Like, in his drafts right now, there's... You got the nuclear codes. Um, you have Half-Life 3's there. Oh, I, um, hope, I hope to God Valve does not release Half-Life 3. <laughs> they can't come out. They have to call it something else. Half-Life it's be drill Zero. Video Half game. If Half-Life Zero came out, I would cry laughing. I'd have to go out into the street and like have a laugh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, um, you, you're going to check out Truth Point. You're probably going to You probably be, already follow at Drill. Yeah, you, you probably follow a Drill. Everybody follows Drill. You're going to watch the show. You're going to chuckle like three or four times, and you're going to get back to us. Yeah, so send us some feedback. Up next, we got a we got a segment that we uh, normally is Hank's responsibility. Oh, it's a uh, it's called Hank's Confectionery. I'm not going to change the name, but uh, I purchased the candy this week. However, I do want Hank to open the uh, the box and tell everyone what it is. What do we have here? Oh, oh. it's some mini Charleston chews, mm. or as we call in New York, Charleston. <laughs> you actually call them that in New York? I'm pretty sure it's their common moniker. You know, you're not from New York. <laughs> yeah, this is actually used as a currency in New York. You go, you go with a, a handful of Charleston shoes, put them in your pocket on like an August day. Have these been 
frigid as well. These were in the fridge until I put them in that box. Ooh. <laughs> so that was like a half hour That's ago. the only way to enjoy Charleston juice is to put them in the fridge and then put them in a box. So I just noticed it says Charleston and not Charlestown. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was Charlestown Chew. <laughs> this, <laughs> this motherfucker was walking up to people saying Charlestown Chew. <laughs> Hello, do you have any Charlestown Chews? <laughs> you narc. So there's actually a little bit of um, like text on the back. That a kind bit of, of lore? A bit of lore, actually. Yeah, that's the right word for it. But it says, um, Charleston Chew Candy was born during one of America's most fun-filled decades. The Roaring Twenties. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was our funnest decade. The prequel to the second funnest. <laughs> the 90s. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the 20s, then the 90s, then the 2010s. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's not a chronological film. Like, yes. Yeah. It's out of order. So it says it's named after the popular dance craze at the time. The Charleston Choo Choo? Yeah, the Charleston Choo Choo. <laughs> the one where you pretend to be a train and dance <laughs> around. Uh, and it says since then it has grown to become a household name for millions of Americans. Because you buy this every time you go to the grocery store. Yeah. I, sh- I know I do. You get your bread, you get your eggs, you get your Charlestown Chews. <laughs> it says now our famous Charleston Chew candy is available in convenient bite-sized bars. Fit for snacking or sharing with friends. So that's why I bought these, because I read that, and I said, well, I'd like to share these with some friends. <laughs> well, I'd like to share these with some friends. And I said that to the, the cashier at Market Basket. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put, um, what, what occur, what's the currency here? What candy is there in Massachusetts? You put some uh, some Boston baked beans on the counter. Oh, those like, are the best baked beans. Well, I'd like to share the, this here, uh, this treat with my friends. They're yeah. like, I would like to share this treat with you, the cashier. So I'm going to pass this around, and you guys can read it. Just remember, one side is open, so don't like... Tor- I'm going to dump these all over the floor. Yeah, please don't. Wow, this is not even a plastic bag or anything. It's just it's just going bare inside there. It's just chews. It nothing but chews. Doesn't have any extraneous superficial packaging. It's just it's just that sweet sweet cardboard on chocolate feel, man. Oh, <laughs> these are gluten free. Wow. But they were produced in a factory that uses nuts. Oh, cheaters! This factory did get nutty with it. Wow, I'm taking like I'm taking like sniff. It reminds me of, like hot cocoa All right, or something. Let- all right, so you want to inspect? You're not allowed to eat any, but you're allowed to inspect. <laughs> so this this uh, <laughs> packaging, you know, you always like yellow. Yellow is a classic company. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, classic company. in Canada, they have a, like a name brand. And I yellow. don't remember what it's called, but it's like they have these just yellow wrappings that just say the name of the product on them. Like they have a beer that's literally just a yellow can that says beer on the side. <laughs> I think it's No Name is the name of the brand. No okay. Name. Yeah, but... You it makes you think stuff like that makes you think of that gum. What's the oh juicy fruit? Juicy fruit. Oh, yeah. juicy fruits. Yeah. <laughs> juicy fruit. We're great talking today. Yeah. Um, it, it must be all the the Merdellers. Uh, but um, so you know it's a very striking color. You're gonna it's gonna pop off the shelves, and you know it's got a very classic lettering right there. I really um, want to eat some right now, actually. What does that lettering remind me of? It reminds me of like another type. Oh, of, it's I know like a exactly. It's Snickers. Kinda. That's oh, it's exactly like the Cubs. It, it looks like the Cubs. Yeah, it's, like it's kind of like the, the Charleston Cubs. Cubs? <laughs> the Charleston Cubs, the, the best. Charlestown team. Cubs. <laughs> Chewy flavored nougat with a delicious chocolatey coating. I say we got to try these things. Yeah, we gotta, I, I'm, I need to put right, these in the mouth. We're all gonna pop one. Yeah. 
I just want to read the serving size on the back because I don't know how small these are. They're very small. Quite <laughs> tiny. These are way smaller than I thought they would be. They're not even like bar size. They're like half bar size. Real, real good creamy chocolate flavor. They are very creamy. They're like I feel a like I just drank a creaming, uh, creaming agent. <laughs> <laughs> For like coffee, like creamy. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. You know, like a cleaning agent, but for cream. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go to. I want you to go to work and ask your boss for a creaming agent. <laughs> I brought this coffee. Can I? Do you have any creaming agent? <laughs> and then we're gonna have a second one just to kind of. I need to eat more. I'm just consuming. First impression, it's very tasty. It's very tasty. Mm. The, the chocolate is just. To me, not very chocolatey. Yeah, very vestigial chocolatey. Certainly better than the circus peanut. Yeah, everything. We're, we're not even going to talk about that. Everything is better than that. Oh yeah, it's also better than eating eating dirt. Um, mm, or sand. I don't know. Sand's pretty good. <laughs> I love sand. It's it's right. the, the texture is really it. All right. What do you have to say about this trap? I'd say so. I've actually always been a fan of Charleston shoes. I n like I would never go out of my way and get them, but like, very tasty. Like, um, it could be more chocolatey, but you could, for that reason, like it's not overwhelming. Like you could have like a, cause, and they're also small, so you could have like a second, a third one. Like you could get like a little handful of them, and that's oh, that's like a satisfying like candy fix right there. Like like three or four of them, like you know. I will say like the chew, like it does have a delightful chew. Like the chew of the Charleston chew is really it is, chewy. Like, it is it's very chewy. <laughs> But it's not like ridiculous. It's like it's like a Tootsie Roll. Like a Tootsie Roll is the yeah. same level of chewy. I think they're actually made by the same company. I think honestly, I have to say, like, I feel as though I've just done some sort of substance that, like, until it's completely gone and there's no more left within my reach, I will not be satisfied until it's all devoured. Yeah, I mean, I'm on my fourth one now. <laughs> Got my fourth meal here. That's pretty good. I usually don't get this far. Yeah. Okay. I'm honestly. I don't think I'm gonna have my mind change here because I've liked them for a long time. So I'm gonna go in, say on the on the scale out of five, I have to give them a four. Yep. I yeah, give I these a five out of five. I just will not stop until I've devoured all of them. I won't go that far. That's like the perfect score. That's like if Anthony Fantano gave out like, like doesn't he give out tens? Yeah, this is not the to pimp a butterfly of uh, of candy right here. Yeah, I give what is the Tamimba Butterfly of Kennedy? Because I, I feel like this will be well, it. We're gonna have to find out. You have to segment. You have to find it. Yeah. You don't just uh, you don't just a ten a five out of five candy does not just appear in your lap. Yeah, I feel as though eating these has just like completely changed my life. Like this is just some some euphoric type of texture in my mouth. Maybe it is like, a five for you. I don't want to like discount yeah, your maybe. review. If this, this is, is amazing. A, if, this, if this is a five for you, that can be a five. I just I can't stop. These are so good. Oh I my think God. that's a I think that's a five. I'm gonna honor your score. Yeah, dude, it was whatever you get. You, you, descri you described the candy as euphoric. I can't. Take, <laughs> I've never. I can't take that away from you. Like if you felt <laughs> euphoria eating this candy, like yeah, like I'm loving this candy. No, like, one this is really good, but I'm not going into that territory. So maybe this is this is your candy, Henry. Do you find your spirit candy? You know, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. You know, they come in other flavors too. 
What other flavor could like they strawberry? Be? They come in a chocolate one for sure. There's already chocolate on it. Yeah, but they have one that's like chocolate flavored nougat in the middle. With marshmallow flavored outer side? No. <laughs> chocolate chocolate. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. My my compliments to the chef. Yeah. Really truly. The amazing. Charleston chef. Um, yeah. Who made this the, the chocolatier. <laughs> the, the candy chocolatier. Yo, we we don't honor the chocolatiers enough. In this yeah. country, we should Honestly, have a chocolatiers day. Like this is just a breath of fresh air. It's amazing. I think a breath of fresh air is like a three out of five. This is like definitely a four out of five. I think it's almost unanimous that we went from our worst candy to our best candy. Best candy yet. Oh, for sure. I think the Charleston Chew. Like honestly, when I was a kid, I never would have eaten a Charleston Chew, just because it looks so old. It but really like, does look like it's from the '30s. No, this is probably as old as the circus peanut, and it doesn't taste like shit. So. Yeah, this isn't like an age thing. It's just like that was always fucking awful candy. Yeah, it's like whoever designed the circus peanut as a candy had no idea what tasted good. It tastes like banana. It's not even the right fruit for. Banana. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a five, we have a four. What do you got? I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, so that is still averages out to above a four. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to top it off. I don't want to say that this is the ultimate candy because it's not. Like, the chocolate could be chocolatier. Yeah, maybe once we get, like, ten candies in, we'll, we can have, like, a revised list and, like, we can, we can rank We can really up. discuss and maybe we can revise our, our scores. Yeah, like, maybe no, in hindsight, I, I this to, will be, like, a four and a half, like, or something. I have to say, like, this, from all the other candies that we've reviewed, and all the other candies I've eaten, like, these Charleston shoes <laughs> right now, in this very moment... <laughs> Nothing can top it. It's sitting right at the king of the hill. This is be- going to become a segment where Hank just eats Charleston chews. Like, <laughs> I need to eat more. Hank's I can't chew. <laughs> just listen to me chew. It's ASMR. Yeah, you're loving the... Oh, the, that sound that we're making. Well, I think on that note, uh, we're going to head to intermission. So stay tuned and stay fresh. Enjoy this word from our sponsors. Delicious flavors. Two ways to eat it. One, Charleston two. Three, two, one. Charleston two. Vanilla chocolate strawberry. Just for you. You can freeze it and crack it or just unwrap it. A chocolate covered chewy nougat center for you. Charleston two. Just for you. Three, two, one. Charleston two. Look this my Charleston Chew is chewy. Louis. Oh, it is chewy, Louis. Louis? Light nougat and a chocolatey coating make Charleston Chew. Quite chocolatey and delightfully chewy. And you, Louis? Yeah, Charleston Chew is chewy, Louis. But not too chewy. That's why great people find great pleasure chewing Charleston Chew by Nabisco. And welcome back to the fresh and current content. Now we're on to a segment called Fresh Off the Assembly Line, where we explore the myths and the majesties of the factory fruits. And the tragedies. <laughs> and the tragedies. And the travesties. And the travesties. <laughs> so uh, I got a product here for us. It's the Talking Fly Swatter Novelty Funny Swatter with a built-in speaker speaks five phrases pest control plastic swat home or office colors vary. (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you ever um, gone to swat a fly and you're like, I don't feel very motivated. I need encouragement. And and you're like, oh, I'll go go make a cup of coffee. I'll I'll do a little crack. 
Um, <laughs> I've never you, done that. And you, yeah, you do you do a little pick me up before you do it. Well, this is trying to give you a different motivator. Yeah. So, like, you know, how, like everyone loves the sound of like those greeting cards that you open up and they sing to you. Yeah. It's like a greeting card speaker, and it tells you fun things like hi-fi. Uh, it says touchdown. Uh, what is it? What's the other ones? We, we watched the video about it. It says, oh, "Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha, sucker!" <laughs> like there's yeah. a there's one of them that's weird. It sounds like they got John Madden to record the lines. John Madden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the most inspirational fly swatter I've ever seen. Yeah. So the price is uh, it's twelve seventy seven, which sounds like some sort of dog whistle number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Never forget twelve seventy seven. It's a novelty. F- so here's the uh, talking points. It's a novelty fly swatter with speaker. Now you can have fun swatting flies and other insects with this hilarious plastic swatter toy. Wow, that solves all my problems. As if you couldn't have fun before. I've had so there's a fly swatter uh, right behind you. I've actually had a lot of fun with that fly swatter, hunting various uh, creatures and six-legged animals. Uh, it's it's fun, but it's not that fun. I mean, it would be more fun if it like played an awful sound every time I killed something with it. It just yelled at you. Ah! All right, we're now gonna simulate this product for you. You hit him. Oh! Hit him. Oh! Yes. Dang it! That is what your product would sound like. Yeah, that's that's a normal. Oh, he's not gonna be able to reach up there. There he goes. Oh! Oh, oh it's so close. Oh, so. Maybe you can. Oh, oh, oh! There he goes. Add a boy. Manlit excellence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it says when you swat and hit your target, the built-in speaker plays a fun phrase, a satisfying end to those pesky summertime critters in your office, home, work, travel, camping, or office. Don't you just hate when there's summertime critters in your office? Yeah, I I hate. I want to like. When I kill something, I want it to play a fun summertime sound, like <laughs> touchdown. What's the Tom Hanks movie where he gets lost on the big? Island? No, he gets lost. On the- <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a, re- a remake of that, but instead of him having the basketball, he's got this fly swatter. Oh, and it's he's like- talking to it. And he's like, "You can do this," and like he gets off the island a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah, he's a little bit more motivated to kill yeah. the bugs on the island. Yeah, exactly. Does he eat bugs in that movie? You're not unsure. I'm, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. I don't think I have either. <laughs> you know, the, he says Wilson. That's that's the only thing that happens in the movie, in my uh, knowledge. Yeah, I think they had to. I was reading that they had to really prod the Wilson Corporation to like let them do that for the movie. <laughs> like they were not on board. Like when they first called them, they were like, "We want to use your prop in a movie." we want Tom Hanks to talk to it. And his name is Wilson. And I guess they hung up the first few times they got this pitch. I mean, that is great product placement. It is, because now everyone associates that with, like, the, that's the volleyball that saved his life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, when I see a Wilson volleyball, it's like, Wilson. That's all I imagine. Yeah, it's not like, oh, we're going to, like, hit it with an axe in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it floats away. <laughs> like, it doesn't even, nothing bad it's happens durable. to it. It's obviously a good product. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're not reviewing the Wilson volleyball. Yeah. Not after the incident. No. Uh, So, it has a durable construction, 16-inch long-reach plastic swatter, has an on-off switch. If you're not in the mood for a novelty toy and you want to use it as a regular swatter, (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad they give me the opportunity to shut it off 
It's not like an always on kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's not always online. Yeah, yeah. not a big fan of that DRM. Yeah, always online fly swatter. <laughs> you can't use it otherwise. Just reporting your metadata. <laughs> Uh, uses three AAA batteries, which to me is just terrible. Honestly, though, if it was always online, like imagine it could give you your hit percentage. Oh, so, like, shit. You, you could get your stats. You could log in and be like, dude, I I have like a 15 to 1 KD with these fives. It could do it like an EKG. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're holding it, like it could figure out what your heart rate is. It could, <laughs> it could like slow time down monitor your stress levels oh yeah that'd be cool yeah that's what i would really have to do to be on level with um you know like the pet cube 2 oh. the big the big uh cat house like some of the previous products yeah like is really this this company's really got to get it together it's got to look at the field uh and then here's just the last one that i'm gonna read it says sound effect fun for the whole family hang the swatter using the hanger hole when not in use Great for family events, kids, <laughs> barbecues, office gifts. Great for kids. Dude, you can it's use it as a spatula. Oh, the at the barbecue. And you, you, can, could, you can use it to flip the burgers. Cause <laughs> that's a great idea. You can, you, you can put the plastic fly swatter on the grill. I mean, really, what is the difference between a fly swatter and a spatula? <laughs> Material. Like a spatula. Actually, you know what? Why did I ever buy a fly swatter? I have a spatula. I could have just used the spatula. That's very true. You could just sacrifice the spatula, or you can if you just put like a plastic bag over it. You know, like you, you, you can oh, even well, have to even. There's a wind resistance problem, but <laughs> yeah, you have to have optimal performance. In I have a. There's kill a, sp- a fly. They're tough dudes. There is a spatula in the uh, drawer over there that looks like a fly swatter. We should try to swat some flies with it. All right, uh, go get some flies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we arrive at the Bat Cave. Um, We're at the Bat Cave? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of flies in the Bat Cave. Why did we come here? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the music that played. Oh, oh, like a transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a, I want to do like a hard cut right here. <laughs> okay, we'll edit this out. We no, 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 no. We no. never do. No, no, no. I don't know how to edit things out. <laughs> You have a you have something off the assembly line for us? Yeah. Um, all right. What is this thing that just rolled in? <laughs> it's rolling. Um. So this is um sort of a spiritual successor to the sink. Um, oh. Because this is a realistic desert eagle for kids. <laughs> oh, like a, like a gun? Yeah, like the gun. <laughs> not not the animal. This is this is the. The classic gun. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one made famous by Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the the one that was made um, to replicate the gun that was created in Modern Warfare. Um, <laughs> so this super educational kid's toy um, building block gun model building kit assembling pistol Desert Eagle children assembled toy bricks product. <laughs> Oh, is, wait, is that like a Lego thing? Is it made out of, like, Lego bricks? Um, no, that definitely looks like a Desert Eagle. <laughs> no, it really doesn't look exactly like a Desert Eagle. That looks like a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's an ultra-realistic Desert Eagle gun set for children. Foster a love for guns early with this easy-to-assemble firearm kit for just $8. Wow, that's pretty cheap. Watch as your innocent child obsesses... Oh... Wait, this is, okay. What? Sick right <laughs> here. Sick right here. I'm reading verbatim. Watches your innocent child obsesses of over the one 
of the most powerful handguns ever made. Okay. Of the of over. <laughs> Look, Papa, I found your one in the bottom drawer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this like a subversive like Amazon product? I don't know what level of irony to be reading this on. Um, They're like five cules deep in the yeah. like, abstraction layer. Yeah, so this is $8. It's on sale from its normal $45 price. Oh, what? <laughs> wow, that's a steep diff price. So, so, yeah, if you want your innocent child obsesses of over the one of the most powerful <laughs> handguns, it only going to run $8. Jesus. That's so cheap. I kind of want to buy one myself and obsess over it as a child's handgun or whatever. Like, I get the idea of, like, teaching someone how a handgun operates, but a desert eagle? <laughs> you're, also, you're also in the process um, sort of explaining to a child how to disassemble a gun. Yeah. I just, oh, so they can use that I, knowledge. I just don't know it. if this is that valuable of a skill. And also for desert eagles. No, they're going to see a live shooter at Denny's. They're gonna like tackle them, and they're just gonna like Rubik's cube real quick. Oh, like because like, the they're shooter gonna be, like, a cube. He's gonna gonna turn it into like a pair of rollerblades real quick, or like a transformer. Y- yeah, yeah. Oh wait, wasn't there a transformer that turned into a gun? There was. There was a transformer in the original series that turned into a gun, and I don't remember who it was. The, that redacted transformer. I'm gonna look. He, it he up. must not be named. Transformer into a gun. It was... Who was it? Megatron turned into a gun. Was it really Megatron? Megatron could transform into three types of guns. A Walther P-38 handgun, a particle beam cannon, and a telescopic laser cannon. Okay, he's just (laughs) hogging all of them. How did he get all of those skill trees? Dude, the Walther (laughs) P-38. He turns into a handgun. A robot the size of a building turns into a handgun. (laughs) (laughs) He turns into like a Ruger. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna suspend my disbelief on the, on that one. No, it's like Thor's on. hammer. Only, like only the chosen one can actually. He pick can't it up. always use the particle cannon. Yeah, he, I guess he can't <laughs> always on, be the like, he can't always be the cool gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes he has to be the handgun. That's that's quite the product, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah, so is that something is, you would buy? Um, for eight dollars, we'll th- we'll think about it. Um. I mean, I do always buy all of these products. They're, we can see the big pile of them over there. Yeah. I haven't reviewed them yet because, you know, they're just so fun. Like, <laughs> how could you re- review something that keeps your time so occupied? Yeah, I've, <laughs> been, I've been getting out of work every day and just, like, building and um, disassembling a Desert Eagle handgun. Yeah. That's really, that's great. <laughs> that's really great. <laughs> Hank, I, I hear you have a flashback for us. So we're going quite, quite a bit uh, back a ways in time. Uh, Flashback so like, in time. I want to keep in. I want to keep in the theme. You know, it's October. It's a spooky month. So I'm keeping that paranormal theme of the cows that were missing their nuts and all their blood. <laughs> so this is the Legend of the Mothman Ooh. from uh, Point Blank Hill. Um, <laughs> so basically. He's this winged humanoid, first reported by the citizens of West Virginia during a year prior to the horrible collapse of the Silver Bridge in Point Pleasant. That sounds Uh. unpleasant. Some say (laughs) sightings of this creature can foretell an impending disaster. It is a supernatural omen, a harbinger of doom, 
that appears appears before some catastrophe. That's very true. We actually saw him recently before Fortnite went down. He brings darkness wherever he goes. <laughs> That's even Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> but basically, in 1967, there was this bridge. It was called the Silver Bridge. It was at Point Pleasant. And it rocked a bit. You know, there was one link, one of the many chain links on this bridge that popped and kabloom, ba- bada bing, bada boom, the entire bridge was destroyed with 47 people, cars, uh, on it. <laughs> 47 people, so 47 cars. people or 47 cars, <laughs> which one was it? Well, the 47 cars probably had at least 47 people. Damn. Okay, I'll believe that. <laughs> You've sold me. <laughs> I'll roll with it. But some some people, they still think it could be something else altogether. He's just like this fucking crow man. He's no malice towards humans, but he just kind of shows up right before disasters. Wait, the Mothman is a crow man? The Mothman is some sort of winged man. They only call him Mothman because, no, when he was first sighted, it was uh, in 1962, and Batman, the original series, was really popular, and there was a Mothman in in the show. Now, do you think Mothman has a rapport with Florida Man? Oh, they definitely know each other. This Mothman, he just kind of roams around the countryside and just, like, waits for disasters. And then he just kind of watches. And he's, like, doing his mothy thing. And he sometimes will harass people. Because one couple, apparently, they're going out to a uh, TNT military detonation site to, like, you know... You're, you're a young couple. It's the 60s. You're going to s- somewhere you can, like, you know, make out zone or whatever. You know, make out, blow things up. You know, um, make out zone. Anyways, My favorite Mega Man uh, they, pl- area. So they were at this military base, and the Mothman showed up. And he started just fucking swooping on their car. He would land on it, and he would, like, flap his wings. And they were driving 100 miles an hour, and he would he would just fly at least 100 miles an hour. He'd just, like, flap on their car and, like, try to make him drive off the road or something. Like, I don't know. Mothman just was, like, he's a mischievous character. He's, like... He's like a gremlin. Yeah, he has some, like, unknowing knowledge. He can detect when bridges are about to collapse. Um, he can fly 120 miles an hour. And uh, he's got big, beamy eyes that are very red. Now, do you think he um, is, like, uh, the bringer of the catastrophe? Or do you think he's merely trying to warn people of the catastrophe? So, apparently, he'll whisper to people. But, like, he doesn't whisper loud enough. And you're like, what the... F- what, what is he say? trying to say? The, like they compare, he's like he's trying, like a mouse is trying to talk to you, but he might be warning you. He's like, hey man, but it's always out of don't reach. go on that bridge. But he's actually just like f- he doesn't have the vocal cords, and he's like wee 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 woo 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 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wee 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 oh woo woo woo. That's, That's what my sound like. <laughs> um, so have you have you seen Mothman? No, but I want to see Mothman. I think that'd be a fun adventure to go down to. The middle of nowhere, West Virginia, where nothing happens. I would love to do that. No, it's it's really funny how just the a perspective like that. You know, you you go in, you're driving through the backwoods, you you have a normal experience. But if you go there wanting to see Mothman with that sort of perspective, then it's a fun adventure. Yeah, um, Dude, and you, you will see Mothman. Yeah, I I hope that I get to see Mothman eventually. Like, yeah. to warn me about, like, an earthquake or something. I think you could be friends with Mothman. I've been doing all the incantations. I've looked them up. Um, you have to, you know, put a bunch of pretzels out on a table with tea. They do love pretzels and tea. And, yeah. and burn it. Um, 
and yeah, he, I haven't been able to summon him with any of my rituals. I I'm gonna try that. I, I think I'll get some pretzels and tea, and I'll see if I can. And maybe I can add my own kind of spice to no, it. Yeah, maybe he just really likes recipe. oolong, and you had the wrong kind. <laughs> you drink oolong tea. I don't really know much about tea, but I know oolong is like the weird one. Like you have to like the, te- the water temperature is different, and you have to like do weird things with it. Yeah, the oolong and Earl Grey have a big rivalry. Um, I know Oolong is a character in Dragon Ball, but that's just, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. Actually, fun fact, uh, ever since I watched like four episodes of the original Dragon Ball, Hulu has been recommending me nonstop anime, so, <laughs> like like just absolutely covering me in anime. Dude, honestly, I think, so I also recently watched four episodes of Dragon Ball. That might have been why I thought of Oolong T. Maybe. But uh, and either way, I'm sure Mothman will appreciate it. He's probably watched at least four episodes of Dragon Ball as well. Well, he's watching over all of us. And he's definitely listening to the current cast. Mothman, yeah. uh, if he's you're a listening, listener. please shout reach out. Shout out to Mothman. Out. Yeah, shout out to Send Mothman. Send us mail. Yeah, Mothman. He's at least 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, Mothman's at least 40. Wait, no, he's got to be more <laughs> than that. He's at least 40. He's probably 60 now. <laughs> he said he was first seen in the 60s, so he's got to be Well, he could have been like a young lad. Oh. <laughs> Even if he was like one, <laughs> he'd be like sixty years old. Anyway, so uh, we have one final segment. It's called uh, "New Perspectives," or the viewer mail opens up to reveal to us the boundless knowledge of the human mind. So uh, we actually do have some user submissions this week. So <laughs> what? A uh, big shout out to everyone who contributed. Uh, two contributors this week. So first one comes from Cameron, and uh, he emails us. Uh, here's what he wrote. He wrote. Here are five. Rank them. You've all heard of iridescence, haven't you? But you haven't heard of... And then he lists uh, five Wikipedia articles. Uh, The first one is for opalescence. (laughs) Uh, Opalescence refers to the optical phenomena displayed by the mineraloid gemstone opal. (laughs) However, there are three notable types of opal. Precious, common, and fire, each with different optical effects. So the intended meaning varies depending on context. Okay, so that's option one. Uh, option two is adularescence. Adularescence. Uh, adularescence is an optical phenomenon similar to labradorescence and adventurescence. <laughs> adventurescence. <laughs> I love that phenomenon. It is produced in gemstones such as moonstones. Well, it's always... <laughs> oh, it's, used to evolve fables. It's always great to see who influenced your favorite works because I've been a fan of adventurescence for a long time. Yeah. And, it's, you know, I didn't know about dualescence. You know, I'm going to have to look back and study the greats. Yeah. And then uh, he actually lists uh, labradorescence and adventurescence. Uh, Labradorite can display an iridescent optical effect known as labradorescence. Oh. As uh, opposed to just regular I didn't know they had a joint mixtape now. The term was coined by Ove Balthazar Bogolid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why all these names are so fucked. He thought it was normal. He thought that's how she, Dude, she was Balthazar Bogolid. Bogolid. <laughs> Lord Alphabazbar. Ove Balthazar Bogolid. <laughs> Wait, spell his last name? Uh, his first name is O-V-E. His middle name is Balthazar, and his last name is Boglid. B O with a slash through it. G G I L D. Boglid. Oh, that's so odd. Swedes, you gotta get your language together. Sorry. All right, let's read about adventure. My adventure essence. In gemology, oh, it's aventurescence. Aventurescence. 
also called aventurization, is an optical reflectance effect seen in certain gems. This effect amounts to a metallic glitter arising from a minute, preferentially oriented mineral palette with the, within the material. Oh. A preferentially oriented. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, so it's good that they organize it by preference. <laughs> All right, I got one last one for you. It's cathodoluminescence. <laughs> it's an optical and electromagnetic phenomenon in which electrons impacting on luminescent materials such as a phosphor can cause the emission of photons, which may have wavelengths in the visual spectrum. Oh, it's like a TV. Wow. Okay, so we have to rate these, rank these five. Yeah, so I'm going to say... Uh, Labradorescence is top. Wait, like, but wasn't that a subcategory of one of the ones we? Nah, had adventurescence. No. I feel like is my number. Adventurescence. One. I was wrong. No, oh. I go. I go dualorescence. Dualorescence. That's not one of the options, unfortunately. Oh, I thought that was. Did okay. you mean adulorescence? Yes. All right. What agree that to, thing? Agree yeah, to disagree. Yeah, you know that's my number one pick. All right. Um, yeah, and he sends uh, another. He says another list. It says there's many more. Uh, I feel like it would be impossible to rank these on their badassery. All right, I go a dualorescence, labradorescence, aventurescence, um, I- iridescence, and uh, then um, the one I can't remember because it's so bad. Cathodoluminescence. Yeah, cathodoluminescence. Come on, it's, yeah, get you it together. You don't like TVs. Yeah, fuck TV. Yeah, we're I'm, live I'm, on the radio. I'm inclined to agree. Now nah, I'm inclined to disagree. I like <laughs> fuck yeah, oh cathodoluminescence. Like TVs are cool and shit. All those other ones are just like sparkly glitters. What could you use that for? This one has like a patent. Well, this I one can enter into the American economy. I did not know you were a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a capitalist. Well, Hank's a hater, but I'm inclined to agree with Trop, so uh thank you, Cameron, for those submissions. That's uh it means a lot to us that you would you would uh, submit things to our our humble podcast. We'll so never forget you. that. We'll never forget you. <laughs> never, never. Good. Oh. All right. Uh, the next one comes from Emily, and she sent us a. Uh, she said it was the worst recipe she's ever seen, ever on the internet. It's called a uh, gizzard stew. <laughs> it says this very easy, and once th- this is this very easy, and once the chicken gizzards are boiled, this dish is very fast. We love a fast dish. Oh, right. my chicken gizzards. So from the picture, it's a little bit of white rice, a little bit of bread, and some gray-looking chicken meat. This is a very college dish. It looks... I would not eat this in college. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably eat this. All right, so here are the ingredients. Uh, two pounds of chicken gizzards, water, uh... Four packages of chicken-flavored ramen noodles. <laughs> oh. Exactly. See, come on. This if is, one of your ingredients is prepackaged ramen, that's you how you up. know it's a college dish. Oh God, <laughs> you're right. Uh, one teaspoon of flour, water as needed. Water twice in the ingredients list. <laughs> yeah, you can get to be constantly drinking water during this. All right, salt and pepper to taste. So this is like salt, pepper, chicken flavor ramen and chicken intestines and livers and stuff. Yeah, this is incredible. This is so good. They have a good mouth feel. Mm-hmm. Let's read the uh, directions. Uh, rinse the gizzards and place in a large pot. Add water to cover. 
cover pot with lid and boil over medium-high heat until the gizzards are tender. <laughs> Approximately 30 to 45 minutes. That's a pretty long time, honestly. Once the gizzards are tender, drain half the water out of the pot, and in a small bowl, combine the ramen flavor packets with the flour and oh add enough God. water to liquefy mixture. They're using the ramen <laughs> flavor packet as an ingredient. This is king shit right here. This is prison food. This is like you snuck shit out of the prison kitchen and you're in your you're in your prison cell. Only real <laughs> only real gangsters use the What do you, how do you, oh my god. Oh god. That's no. This is so good. It's basically just pour everything together and simmer. Reduce heat and simmer until the sauce slash gravy is thickened to taste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they call that a gravy. Yeah, you're gonna thicken this until it tastes good. You might be doing that for a while. Oh God! Add the ramen noodles to it until al dente. Oh great! It's oh, al dente. Al professional dente. Allegro. This, yeah. this is bravado. Oregano. Yeah. Yeah, uh, partner tip. Try using Reynolds Wrap in a slow cooker for easy cleanup. Hell yeah. If you cook this in a slow cooker, that's an easy way to death. That's uh, the quickest way to a, a Oh, quick those death. raw chicken gizzards? So we're going to eat this and review it for the next podcast. Somehow there are nutrition facts on this, and I don't know how you would calculate these How many calories facts. does it have? Uh, 238 per serving. Wow. And uh, it has a lot of cholesterol. It has almost as much cholesterol. 100% cholesterol. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Emily, for sending that. And also, I didn't read her uh, her subject line. It said, yum, yum, in the tum-tum. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Emily. I appreciate that. And I think that reaches the end of our uh, our humble podcast. So I'd like to thank Bulldata for the use of our theme song and outro song, uh, Roadhouse Ruse. Thank That's you. off the album, What a Bunch of Bulldata. No, it's off of Bulldata's Tavern. Yes, it is. Buy What a Bunch of Bulldata and also buy Bulldata's Tavern on Bandcamp. Great albums. You're going to love them. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can go to at Hammock on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow Alex. Um, yeah, Badminton Boys. If you want, if you want me to uh, tell you your spirit animal, go to Badminton Boys. Yeah. And uh, Hank. Uh, we got a goose bims over here. You know, it's a standard place. Uh, look for it. That's all I can say. Yep. And we're uh, we're a Magnamorphous production. So if you want to check out any of the other cool, uh, fun features of the orifice, go to magnamorphous.org. Or as I like to say, management office. Yep. Uh, feel free to submit content to us to our email at uh, crentfresh at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, eat that recipe. Tell us how it tastes. Yeah, if you eat that recipe and you send us a picture of it, I will send you uh, $15 in the mail. So uh, <laughs> stay fresh and stay current, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Adios. Oh, wow, that's a steep diff price difference. <laughs>